3: Put the spring back into your step, and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty-five percent. Up to forty-five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
4: Inside Access with Jason Fora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. One zero five seven the fan.
2: John Harbaugh
4: just spoke about 90 minutes ago. And when asked about trades, he said it takes two to tango. Well, they found a dance partner as the Ravens have acquired Roquan Smith from the Bears for a second and a fifth in next year's draft. Let's talk some Ravens as we head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. Jonas Schaefer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun, and he joins us now. And, and Jonas, what, what do you think of the trade?
2: It was a little rich for my blood, guys, mm-hmm. at first blush. Uh, obviously, I, I think we're probably all expecting Chicago to eat a good deal of the salary um, because it would be what, like four and a half, five million for the Ravens to to pick up all that. We know they don't have a whole lot of cap space, but man, you know, we know even this is a you know, likely a 2023 pick. Um, a second rounder is you know something the Ravens have been loath to part with. Uh, you know, I think they probably really regretted parting with uh, with that second rounder in the year of uh, the the Boykin Ferguson uh, draft because of just how many guys who were better players at that position went ahead of them. Um, And and we know that, you know, this is a team that prides itself on being able to compete for the long haul, not necessarily going all in. Uh, But, you know, with the Josh Bynes injury uncertainty, with Roquan being a super, super fast guy, we know just how much the Ravens love speed. Mm -hmm. We know how much they love linebackers who can blitz. Um, It's, you know, not out of the realm of expectation for him to come in and, you know, maybe someone with the reputation of a, of a malcontent like Marcus Peters did uh, coming from L.A. and really find a new home here and flourish here. Uh, but right now, you know, just without, you know, the whole range of details, I'm inclined to say that uh, Chicago probably got a, a better deal in the Ravens than this one.
1: It's going to be pretty wild to see how this division of labor breaks down, right? We went from looking at their original roster, not that that matters, right, because it's always in flux, and saying where the hell are the linebackers inside, outside, anywhere – and now it's like, what does this mean for Patrick Queen, you know? And how will he be deployed? And are these two, you know, on the field together a lot? Are they on the field together as the only two linebackers in some, some sub-packages? Um, and I also have to immediately start thinking about Patrick Queen's long-term future here as well.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think that's that's fair. In you know, my mind, actually, Jason went to Kyle Hamilton because uh, the, the trickle-down effects from this, I think, are really interesting. I think... Obviously, you would you would want them on the both of them on the field as much as possible because Patrick Queen's proven to be a pretty good blocker. We are we, pretty good blister, Excuse me. We've seen his pass coverage improve, um, although obviously not to the kind of Pro Bowl levels right. that, that we thought coming out of uh, coming out of LSU. But if you have those two guys in the box pretty much every play, especially on third down, then that means that you can't you know move Chuck Clark into the box, um, or at least you wouldn't realistically right. move him into the box. Which means that your chances of playing with three safeties go down. Which means that you're playing with just Chuck Clark, and you know Marcus Williams slash Geno Stone. Which means where does that leave Kyle Hampton all the mix? Despite him, again, you know, like we say, kind of doing what he needs to 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 get better and better. Um, you know, two steps forward, one step back. Two steps forward, one step yeah. back. So uh, it's a, it's a very very interesting proposition. Um, we we know that the. You know, this is something that the Ravens like. They like speed. Uh, but, again, I just don't know if Roquan Smith is as much of a uh, you know defender upgrade as you would need him to be uh, considering the, uh, the the offenses that they're going to have to beat in the AFC
4: playoffs. Jonas, uh, when we started the show today, Jason was saying he's, he was his spotty tenses were tingling about Rashad Bateman, and then about 90 mm-hmm. minutes ago, uh, we heard Harbaugh say he's going to be out a little bit longer than they thought, and it's more than a tweak. And so, so well, however long he's out, maybe it's going to be a while. Yeah, Jason. Jason's saying he, ain't, he, might, he might might be might be season-ending. Yeah. Uh, do do they have enough? Do you think they make a trade for a receiver? Or is that receiver Deshaun Jackson?
2: <laughs> uh, I would imagine that you know we are probably capping the big trade number at just one. Uh, I can't remember. You know, uh, Eric being super active to the point where we're talking about two uh, headline-making trades. I can't really remember a whole lot of teams making two headline-making trades at the deadline. So, uh, you know, it's possible they they find, you know, someone you know like in New England, for instance, for for a sixth or seventh round pick. That's that's just kind of being tossed off the scrap heap. But it, it's hard to see them, you know, making a deal for someone like. Elijah Moore or Corey Davis or or whatever. Um, And it's troubling, obviously, because we've seen just how Lamar has has struggled with, you know, this this substandard group of wide receivers, Um, even with Isaiah Likely coming on, even with Mark Andrews not having a major, major injury, according to John Harbaugh. I still think he needs help. Uh, This is a passing offense that's a lot better with a healthy Rashad Bateman than without. Um, And, you know, even if this rushing offense gets to 2019 levels, which it's certainly looking like it can, I still think he needs some, some more help out there, especially with, you know, just how far defenses have come in defending the Ravens in general. So, uh, you know, Bateman put up on his Instagram earlier today, just, you know, some some graphic about how, you know, this is kind of God's plan for him. And he realizes that uh, it's it's not a straightforward path to, to get where he wants it to be. Um, but at least he's, uh, you know, showing the patience and, and not overdoing it because this is a guy that the Ravens want to have in their plans for the long term and, Um, You know, obviously, you can't rush it if it's something as sensitive as a foot injury.
4: For what it's worth, it's also being reported AJ Klein going back to the Bears in this deal as well. So, just for housekeeping Uh, purposes, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) we had a time. Yes, we did. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Tackles out of bounds were fun. Yeah,
1: and I. I, It seemed like um, Harbs was pretty optimistic about Bowser. Right, is basically a go for this one, a jobo. We don't know. And I wonder if on Andrews, right, if we look and take a step back from the big picture and they just played a game on a Thursday night and they, they played three guys who had not been practicing much and none of them came out of it, you know, better than they came into it. I wonder if they err on the side of caution here and just say we could have a situation here where we're not bringing these guys, these guys don't have to do anything for us again until Thanksgiving week. You know what I mean? Like if you just look at when they play and if they were to err on the side of caution the Saints game and who they have after that i don't know it it would kind of make sense to me that if you can give guys 3 weeks off in the middle of a season and have them yeah. there for the stretch drive that maybe that that makes sense in more than one instance
2: yeah and i think we've seen mark get worn down a little bit toward the end of seasons just because of how much he's been playing you know through no fault of his own you play a position like that uh you're you're liable to get hurt. Um, and Jason, correct me if I'm wrong, I know New Orleans did a great job of stopping Josh Jacobs, but I think on the whole their run defense has been pretty dreadful this year, hasn't yep. it? Yes. So
1: I thought Jacobs uh, was gonna go off. <laughs>
2: <yeah>. <laughs> so I think, you know, again, you don't wanna get you don't want to trick yourself into thinking that you have something you don't because we all probably thought that the Ravens would run for close three hundred yards against Cleveland and that wasn't the case and they had to grind and sweat that one out and went with special teams mm-hmm. and a little bit of defense. So uh, you know, Dennis Allen's a good coach. He, he knows what what uh, the Ravens are going to bring. And again, you don't want to think that you are over, that you are um, anything a sure thing in this league, especially with you know New Orleans coming off a, a nice win over over a capable uh, Vegas team. But I, I agree with you. Um, I, I think if anything, the Ravens are going to be conservative um, with with how everything unfolded last year, with the injuries, with maybe pushing guys back uh, sooner than they thought. Um, you know, they have a long week to get ready and uh, even though Mark Andrews is a, a dog, as, as he will tell you himself, I think you know, he, he realizes that uh, it's probably for the best interest that if he's not you know, close to 80%, 90%, it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense to get out there.
4: John, uh, I just want to get your thoughts on a couple of guys that, are, that Harb says are going to get activated this week. Do you think Bowser plays a Monday night? And when do you think we see Ajabo?
2: Uh, Ajabo, it's a little less certain. Uh, you know, He's not been a regular at practice. Obviously, he's not in, on the practice injury report because he's not on the roster, but it's been, like, two days on, one day off, two days on, one day off. So, I, I still think that, you know, if you judge based on what we saw with the Ryan Stane situation, with, with the Gus Edwards and the J.K. Dobbins situation, he still might be a couple of weeks off. I, you know, I don't think we're going to see him. I don't think there's a chance we're going to see him on, on Monday. But, you know, all, all reports from the coaches with Bowser are, are really positive. They, they you know, the, the testing numbers are good. Um, he's moving out there. He's, you know, looks just bigger than last year in a good way, not in a Heavy set kind of way, so I don't know if he's going to get you know starter level snaps like Gus Edwards did against Cleveland uh, in his first game back. But I think uh, he's, he's you know the expectation is that he's going to play, and you know as with him uh, as you know with Ronnie, it just be, the big issue is uh, mental, you know, can, can does he feel like he's good to go? And I think I think if he is the Ravens, I probably won't have many hesitations about uh, about you know the, the kind of workload that they give him.
4: Jonas Schaeffer covers the Ravens for the Baltimore Sun. Jonas, thank you, as always, for your time, man.
2: Busy day. Thank yes, you. it is. Thank you
4: for squeezing us in. Yeah, yeah Inside Access here on a Monday. And coming up next, week eight in the National Football League. We'll we'll recap and remember, we'll keep updating you as when we hear more. There, there's a lot of reports out there that the Ravens uh, in the Roquan Smith deal, because they don't have the cap room, the Bears might have eaten the rest of this year's salary. So as soon as we get confirmation on that, we'll let you know. But le- week eight in the National Football League, we recap League at Large next. Inside Access. Inside access to the National Football League. NFL insider Jason Lacanfora. Ravens insider Ken Wyman. Joining us now, the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher. Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. The League at Large. Brought to you by Valor Home. If you're in need of a new roof, siding, or windows, get 50% off all roofing and siding materials. Buy two windows and get one free. Plus make no payments until 2024. Call eight three three eighty three Valor or online at ValorHome dot com one zero five seven Lafan.
0: Go chest down to Bobby, get a penalty. Come back, have a big kickoff return, have a penalty. Think we're getting all our guys back for a week, and then somebody's out. So nobody feels sorry for us. We got to find a way to get one win. I feel like if we can just get one, then the whole momentum changes. I, th- I thought we had a great week of practice. The energy in the pregame, in the locker room, was different. It felt like. Packers again. I felt like for whatever reason, we didn't have the confidence for a few weeks and weren't playing with a lot of energy, weren't amped up before the game. So I like the way we felt before the game. Maybe it was Sunday football, maybe it was being counted out, maybe it was uh, this environment. But I like uh, that's encouraging, but the play in the first half wasn't very encouraging.
4: Aaron Rodgers. This guy uh, is
0: so full of his own. Uh, uh,
4: the, the Bills beat the Packers last night, 27-17. The Packers dropped to 3-5. Bills 6-1, and one, and man, they looked good last night. Packers made a bit of a run in the second half, made the game semi-close, but it almost felt like the Bills were kind of just toying with them.
1: Well, look, the Bills are up by 17 points, and the Packers are still running the ball and dinking and dunking it and pretending like the clock's on their side. You would have thought they had the lead. And Josh Allen uh, pushed the limits uh, of what makes sense on a football field and what doesn't. A few times too many. And it led to some picks that took points off the board, but they moved up and down the field pretty much at mm-hmm. will. The run game, the pass game, deep throws, Allen keeping it himself when he wanted to. Um, and Green Bay's offense was was horrible till borderline garbage time. And, and he's been selling this same crap for four <laughs> weeks now. But you watch him play He's not fired up on the sidelines. He's, like, detached from it all. It's like football is happening around him, and he's observing it. And, you know, once in a while, he'll get around to trying to see if Dobbs could catch a ball. He did last night. Yeah, and it worked. Yeah. But he did it. I mean, like, he did it, like, only when he had to at the very end when it was already too late. I mean, they're paying this guy. $50 $50 million a year fully guaranteed to do this. And he just wants to hand it off to Dylan and hand it off to Jones and hand it off to Jones and hand it off to Dylan and throw a wheel route to Dylan and throw a check down to Jones. Like, that's what he really, like, that's it. I don't see a lot of fight in them. I, I don't see a lot of adjustments being made. I mean, that they, they, they interviewed the little floor they did during the game. I'm like, what is this guy? What what, what games he watching? Um, I'm not buying him. I've been fading him for weeks uh they got the Lions this week. So they'll get back on track. I don't know. Against the Lions? I don't know. I don't know, GG. I don't know. Lions can run the football. Lions got a little healthier. Lions offense is going to be a problem for them. I think the Lions can play a fair amount of keep away. Uh huh. Um and I don't know that they win, but it's in Detroit. The spread's only three, which is an indication of how the mighty have fallen. In Green Bay, uh the opening line starting to reflect it. But no, I think Green Bay's done. And if they don't do something at the deadline, and Devondre Campbell got hurt last night, yes, he was all pro last massive year. Massive loss. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean the defense isn't nearly what it's been in years Quay past. Walker ejected. It's a it's a bleep show. And if they don't get him some big time receiver at the deadline, what t- is he going with McAfee on Tuesdays? I think so. He may push it back till like 5 p.m. till after the deadline just
4: so he can start ripping them to shreds in public because that's what I think he's going to do. Uh, let's go to let's go to London, shall we, Jason? Where the Broncos do come away with a 21-17 win over the Jags. Though to me, the Jags this was a game of missed opportunities for them. That one series near the goal line, the Broncos committed a couple penalties, so they had like seven shots to score. Eventually, Trevor Lawrence throws a pick in the end zone. I think Sertain picked him off, and then he throws another pick after the Broncos finally score to take the lead. Yeah, the Broncos win. Travis Etienne had a monster game, 156 yards yes. rushing. But to me, the, the story I come away with and we're talking about this in the kitchen before the show, I don't think Trevor Lawrence is very
1: good. I've been saying it I did some reporting on it last year, and you could write it off um by saying, Well, the staff sucked and and Urban Meyer's a fraud and he's a fraud's fraud and they did that kid know. Um they didn't do it right by that kid in any way, shape, or form. But it was becoming apparent to people on that staff that like you had to be careful how much you asked of him in terms of reading the entire field and really he, the stuff he did best involve his legs and it's Rpos and for all they have invested in him they didn't really want to lean into that and then there was a narrative out there that like well Doug Peterson will fl- fix him and it's maybe he will but I'm not so sure he is this um explosive. Productive, consistent downfield passer. He does not strike me as a kid who could complete a pass to any quadrant of the field at mm. any time. I don't think that's who he is. I'm not sure that's who he's ever going to be. And I've mentioned him a few times in my six packs that we do on Tuesday. Like I watch a lot of this and I am not sure
4: he's the guy to lead them out of the doldrums. You know what they look like to me? A team that does just enough to lose every week. But that's they're also
1: they... very young and, yeah. and this is much more respectable than what they've sure. put on film in recent years. And the defense, I think, is coming along, and Etienne is a really nice piece. Yes. But I don't know how
4: special the quarterback's going to be. I don't know if this is going to be a quarterback who lifts other people up. Let's let's finally look at the Niners and Rams and Christian McCaffrey passing touchdown, receiving touchdown, rushing touchdown. The Niners go into L.A. and blow out the Rams 31-14.
1: Yeah, more points in this one than I thought. Um, But the Rams can't move the ball. They can't move the ball against competent defenses. Uh, So it's now 10, 9, 10, and 14 points. That's what they've put up in their four games against teams that are um, ranked 15th or better in total defense. Uh, That's pretty pathetic. Uh, The run game, not really there. Uh, San Francisco pretty much dominated the entire second half. And yeah, no Debo. That's fine. We'll activate McCaffrey into all those different roles. Um, That 49ers-Seahawks rivalry might start getting going again because I guess that's the only two teams in that division I can kind
4: of buy right now. Inside access here on a Monday. Ravens played on Thursday. Don't play again until a week from Monday. Coming up next, I see a little purple rain in the forecast. John Harbaugh spoke to the media about two hours ago. What did he think about any trades? And this was before the Ravens made their Roquan Smith trade. We'll hear Harp's thoughts next here on the Fan. Inside, inside, inside access with Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman. The Fan. Severe Severe. weather Weather. Alert. 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 Torrential rainfall expected.
2: Purple
0: rain
4: inside access to the castle with jason lacanfora and ken wyman brought to you by life med institute when we get sick it sucks get the fuel you need at life med institute with vitamin booster shots call 410-575-1200 or go to life and boost your defense
0: if i did then, then the cat would be out of the bag you know you know i know eric and I know how Eric is, you know, and I, I wouldn't you know, would be honest to say he hasn't talked to me about, you know, what he's trying to do or what he's thinking about doing or what you can't do, but it takes two to tango, you know, so we'll see how that all goes, but you never know.
4: This was at about 2.30 this afternoon when J- when uh, John Harbaugh said that, Jason, and they found a dance partner, partner about 30 minutes later when yes. they acquired Roquan Smith from the Bears for a two and a five. Takes two to tango. And they found one. Or Foxtrot. Nope, or yeah. Waltz. Yeah. Salsa. Charleston. Merengue. Do the Charleston? Charleston. Breakdance. Cha-cha. I guess it's a solo. Yes. Any of those moves. I don't well, want Well,
1: they're probably doing a lot of all of the above at the at the castle, and for good reason. Um, they got themselves an impact football player. I you know, young man, very much in his prime. Twenty-five. Um, yeah. Do everything linebacker for the Bears. Uh who's Wanted out since the summer when they couldn't come to terms on a new contract and the Bears are under new management and they're trying to figure out who's here long term and who's not. And, you know, could they put a franchise tag on them and traded them in the offseason? They could have. Uh, but it seems like they're trying to get all their ducks in a row right now. And. Whether it's Mooney or Montgomery or somebody else, they probably got another trade in them. Obviously, the Robert Quinn thing happened last week. And this is uh, this should be a, a quite a shot in the arm for this football team, if he can integrate quickly and and if he plays like he did in Chicago, then their linebacking core just just got
4: a, uh, more real. Let's hear more from John Harbaugh and and uh, Stoney. Let's call an audible. Uh, cut two. Update on Rashad Bateman's injury.
0: Bateman's a little bit more uh, disappointing in the sense that. Uh... It, it, after the game they thought it was a, a kind of a tweak, but uh, there's a little more there from a strain standpoint so that's going to be uh, conversations will be had It looks like it's going to be a few weeks for him and then we'll have more to report on that later in the week. Jason, you opened the show today saying your spotty tenses spotty senses were tingling a
4: little bit. you thought there was more to this Bateman injury yes. They are acknowledging at the very least it is a little more.
1: Yeah, look, there's going to be, when he says we're talking to people, I mean, it's obvious that there's going to be multiple doctors involved in this, and then there'll be decisions that have to be made. But um, it does sound like a significant injury. Uh, He's going to miss extended time, and we'll see if he plays football again this year. Uh, But this is definitely not insignificant or trivial in any way. And... I guess if you're looking for a silver lining, and there really isn't one, but you could say, well, it happened before the deadline, and we'll talk more in the next segment Mm. a little bit about receivers who are out there. Um, I tend to think the big splash has been made, but I said it before. I'll say it again. They had three guys who weren't really practicing normally who played in that game on the offensive side of the ball, and they all came out of it
4: Earlier than you would have hoped, and worse off for it. And none of them made it through the half, did they? Well, Edwards' third quarter got it. A little bit into the second half. Yeah. But both both, uh, Andrews and Bateman left in the first half. And while we said coming out of that that
1: it could be a blessing in disguise if these are minor injuries that people like Likely and people like Duvernay and Robinson found their way in this offense more than they ever had before— for the most part, and what that could mean, what those guys were able to do, especially in the second half, but you wanted that to be sort of as additional compliments to the the main thing. And it looks like one of the things in the main thing isn't going to be there. And then look, Gigi, I mean, it's unfortunate, but if he is shut down for the year, if he has to mm-hmm. go under the knife, then you've got he and Dobbin sort of in the same kind of thing. Yeah. Where you haven't seen it, like, you you like what you've seen of them, you haven't seen enough of that, and then when do you, you know, when do you worry about what that means long-term? The closer you start getting to having to make decisions on fifth-year options and the like, like, are we getting enough of these guys on the field with the regularity that we need it? Not that it's all on them, because again, the timing of this game on a Thursday is certainly noteworthy.
4: More from John Harbaugh. Stoney, cut three. Uh, give us an update on Mark Andrews' injury.
0: As soon as I say that, then, you know, something happens, like with Bateman, you know. So, But it, it still looks, uh, Andrews looks like it's not a major, major thing. It's, you know, it's uh, something he's dealing with, like a lot of guys do, but I think he'll be okay.
4: So, at least they sound like that Andrews dodged a bullet. Now, will he
0: play next Monday? I,
4: I would think, like, it's not that you don't go into
1: every game trying to win it. But I think there are inflection points in the season where, like, y- y- you may be in a mode where it's all hands on deck, right? Which I think was the Browns game. Uh-huh. And you may be in a mode where it's like, wait a minute, we're playing with a little house money here. And we have to look ahead at the days off looming on the other side of this. And you do. You do have to look at who you're playing. You do. You're, you'd you be an idiot not to because that's who you're playing. Yeah. And you have to make decisions in the moment about the short-term and long-term health of that player and your roster. And I look at this nice fat window here, where you could have a Mark Andrews not having to play again until Thanksgiving week. I would lean heavily
4: into that proposition, or at least I it, just would. Well, if, is it Thanksgiving week? They come back the twentieth. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's just because they they play next could Monday. basically give him the first three weeks of November off. Yeah, I would do it. Yeah, give him the night off. Go likely. Go Kenyon Drake yeah. and and Jeff and and Justice Hill and yeah, you get Roquan Smith on defense you know get get yourself healthy hey uh now let's go back to cut one stone i mentioned gus edwards or mentioned didn't mention him as one of the running backs update on edwards
0: yeah gus has a hamstring so he'll be day to day probably we'll see about the monday night game he'll have a chance it's a it's a, it's a mild hamstring but you never know about those it's just how how it goes
1: i'm sitting him
0: yeah yeah i'm you not playing you swept any of
1: these two games mm-hmm. you suffered some serious setbacks in the process I think you got to treat that Saints game a little bit like a luxury. You're in a really good position in this conference. We're going to talk more in the five o'clock hour about the Steelers and the. We're seeing as much as we say it's a league of parity. We are starting to see some some teams fall off by the side yes, of the road. Yes. Yes. And a lot of bad. Football. This sets up pretty well for the Ravens. I would suggest
4: extreme prudence with people like Andrews and Edwards in particular. One more, Stoney. Cut four. Uh, John Harbaugh gives us an update on Bowser and Ajabo.
0: Yeah, that's a fair question, I might as well just tell you. Yeah, they'll be activated. You know, so they'll both be they'll be both be activated and available. I, I think Tyus will be ready to play for sure. You know, and, and really, kind of comes back to Tyus. You know, saying I'm going. You know, he wants to be, he wants to be mentally ready to go. So you can ask him, but I'm kind of counting on him. And he has targeted you know this game, so we'll see. Jabo, you know, David's a little different. We'll see where he's at with it in terms of being ready. He's a rookie. But uh, he would also be possible as far as playing in the game Monday night.
4: John sounded very Stanley esque when talking yes, about did. Bowser. Like remember talk to Ron or when Ronnie says he's ready. Yeah. Oh with Tyus, it's up to Tyus. Yeah. I, I suspect Bowser plays Monday night. I don't th- I do not think Ojabo's ready.
1: Yeah, I don't know why with all this other time after this game. Why you would bring a Jabo back for this game.
4: Have him ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Makes perfect sense gobble, to me. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> you got, you, all of a sudden, you got an abundance of riches. Uh are adding Roquan Smith. Play the Smith. long game. Yeah. Especially with the way the schedule looked. And you're right. You don't want to look ahead. They're
1: never going to say that publicly, but you're out of your freaking mind if you don't think they're analytics. People already have reams of spreadsheets about our statistical advantages versus these particular teams in those particular days. They
4: know. <laughs> Inside access here on a Monday, and uh, Ravens have made one trade. But is there anything left in EDC's bag of tricks? The deadline less than 24 hours away? We'll discuss. I'll ask Jason Lockenfora next here on the fan. Jason Lockenfora and, and Ken Wyman on the fan. Are you team bar soap or team body wash? Oh, that's
0: a good question. I just think the bar soap cleanses you better,
4: yes. to be honest with you. Yes. Locanfora, Wineman, and Barbalace. I've always liked body wash. 1057, The Fan. <laughs> Jason, a compensation update. According uh, to Courtney Cronin, who covers the Bears for ESPN, she says the Bears are paying the majority of Roquan Smith's salary to send him to Baltimore for the second and fifth round pick they're getting in 2023. They did similar with the uh, mm-hmm. Robert Quinn, Quinn deal. So they get the two because they picked up a lot of the salary for the rest of the year. Remember, the Ravens are always up against the cap, so they, they would have to do some maneuvering to get him under the cap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And again, it it remains to be seen whether that ends up being a rental or Roquan Smith is someone who, I mean, look, he's worthy of being a foundational player, but where does he fit into their payroll? And obviously, they don't have the mechanism that would
4: automatically bind him here in the franchise tag because they got to use that on their quarterback. I have an update to the update. According to Adam Schefter, Roquan Smith was owed five point four million dollars for the rest of the season. As part of the agreement, the Bears are paying four point eight three three million of the five four. So the Ravens are due to pay him five hundred and seventy-five thousand for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. So and again, m- it's not like he was overpaid. He's mm-hmm. he was on a, a a rookie deal, right? He's on a fifth year option. Yes. Um but it's just that the Ravens don't have any cap space. Yes. And so to facilitate never cap this. space. Right. And hey, if we save the boss $5 bucks, we save the boss $5 bucks.
4: <laughs> in this case, for something. Uh, so they've made the one deal. And it gives, by only paying half a million dollars. Right. They have flexibility. They have about $2.5 million in cap room. And they could make more if they want to do some things. Is there something left in the bag of tricks for Mr. EDC as we are about 23 hours away from the deadline? Well, we opened this show
1: talking about what their biggest need was. And you said you wanted Roquan Smith above anybody else. Yes, and I, I said, boy, they better really think long and hard about getting a receiver. Because if d isn't special and Robinson is really just a the guy, um, they could be in trouble because I don't think Rashad Bateman's going to be playing any football for a long time. And maybe not at all this year. So that's where we were then. And now they've got Roquan Smith. The coach is now on the record saying, yeah, it's more than a boo-boo with Bateman, and we've got to talk to some people and find out. You admitted defeat to some degree with this defensive trade.
4: Yeah. You got the best inside linebacker You in took football. two
1: linebackers
4: yeah. in
1: the first three rounds of a draft a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and now you're possibly renting a guy for what might be a middle-of-the-second-round pick, maybe higher, maybe lower, depending on how the season goes, Because Queen and Harrison aren't what you thought they were going to be. Sure. Would you also be willing to then do something for your pass catcher room? Because maybe Deshaun Jackson off the street's not going to be enough. Just like bringing back Bynes, right? And some of this other stuff they've tried at linebacker Mm. wasn't enough. Well, I I think you're walking a tightrope counting on... The current wide receivers on this team, healthy wide receivers on this team, other than Duvernay, to
4: be anything for you, I I think you might be. That might be a stretch. So the number one guy on the list would be Jerry Judy. But what do you have to give up for Jerry Judy? And is that? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I I think that
1: Denver's going to look at that that at this Roquan Smith trade and say, "You guys are out." Well, we would have wanted that second. We wanted that second round pick. Yeah, you know, and we're not really interested in twenty. I mean, you're always interested in future picks. But if you're them and you just gave up the farm for Russell Wilson, you're looking to recoup some stuff this year. Like, you're looking to recoup some stuff in 2023. You're not as – you don't want to hear as much about 2024 and 2025. Or even if you can get him for a three-plus, would Eric be willing to take himself out of day two of next year's draft entirely?
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, he'd probably be thinking, well, if Roquan Smith walks – that might be a third-round comp pick, but that's really a fourth-round pick because it's at the very, very yeah. end. Yes, it is. Best-case scenario. Yeah. So I, I don't know that – look, Judy's a guy who I think of all the options would make the most sense for them from a financial standpoint, from a um, skill set standpoint, but I, I don't I don't see them doing it now because there's not enough draft capital for their liking and they they're, they never want to leave that shed due barren. I have an idea.
4: Eric DaCosta is friends with uh, Joe Douglas, correct? They, Joe Douglas worked here for a long, long yeah, time. I would assume they're on good terms. Yeah. I'd be calling him and and speaking some sweet nothings in his ear and trying to get Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore needs to change the scenery. I I loved him coming out of Old Miss. He's still young. I don't think he's, he's – he hasn't played enough to say he's a bust. I don't think it's going to cost you anything more than a third-day pick. But I think it's something. If you're trying to improve the room, that's where you go, because I don't think you have what can get what you need to get Judy. Yeah, you probably don't anymore.
1: And if you like Darnell Mooney, you probably would already got him in this
4: trade, yes. right? By the way, full compensation now for for uh, this deal is a second, a fifth, and AJ Klein. Plus, the Bears pick up 4.8 of the 5.3 million left on the deal. So, the Ravens are only responsible for a little over half a million dollars, and the Ravens get Roquan Smith. So, just wanted to get the full compensation out there. But, yeah. So, yeah, Mooney would have been part of the deal. What if you did this? So, now you're a little short on picks. Mm-hmm. 2020- I know
1: you're trying to win a Super Bowl, so you you probably don't want to do this now. Although, the flip side is if you have to play this guy, you're probably not winning a Super Bowl anyway. So you go and you call Chris Ballard in Indianapolis and you say, I want Stephon Gilmore, right? Because I don't feel great oh. about Marcus Peters this year. Do you? Yeah, no. Health-wise. and Stephon Gilmore. And Marlon too. And you'd probably off. rather have Marlon in the slot. Uh huh. I'll trade you my backup quarterback for your corner plus I don't know a, a fourth round pick that moves up if this guy plays for you next year.
4: It's interesting. Because you still got the kid Brown that you like from Oregon as a if you're going to
1: either one, it's probably not. If you're going to them for any extended period of time, it's probably not great. No. Yeah. And I, I mean, I watched Sam Ellinger run around a little bit for the Colts. Like, uh, and I had, uh, Huntley's better than that kid. Yes. I'd I wonder because I think I think fortifying corner, it may turn out to be prudent as well. No, nah,
4: he he's Stefan Gilmore's playing at a high level. He looked pretty good yesterday. Yes, he did, and he looked pretty good. What was the game? He kept uh uh kept, they played Denver. Yeah, the, the Denver Wilson, game. The picks. Yeah. yeah, he was great in that game. Yeah. So that, that's that's where we are. Coming up next here on the program, we recap what is was a a big move. Ravens not usually their style to take a big swing at the deadline, but they do it. What are they getting in Roquan Smith? We'll tell you next here on the fan